Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as He is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. If you notice, there's a little bit of an echo. We guys, we are doing something a little bit different today. Obviously, we're not in our normal studio for the Thursday night live stream, but right now we are in an exciting place, and I want to get to that very, very soon. But we also want to talk today, specifically when it comes to this episode, some about something really important, near and dear to Pastor Joe's heart, to my heart, to everyone sitting here's heart. And before we intro them, I just wanted to welcome so many of you guys. I know we have a bunch of new subscribers. You guys are new to the channel here at Good Fight Ministries, and we want to welcome you. And a lot of people don't know. They think, oh yeah, they're doing exposés, they're exposing wickedness, they're sharing the gospel online. They have no idea some of the fingers that are going out from Good Fight Ministries and from Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I couldn't be more excited to talk about this with none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California. And you'll know why I'm saying that, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Well, praise God. We're going to be going to have a great time together. Uh, we've got a couple brothers here that, uh, if you've seen the title and you know uh, how to establish biblical churches, uh, our hearts, our heartbeat is to spread the gospel. Our heart's prayer is to bear as much fruit as possible, uh, and that God's word would be preached and it, it would transform lives and people would come to know Christ and, and be justified and right with God, sanctified, prepare them for eternal glorification. And our heart's desire is that we would strengthen the fellowships. The Apostle Paul, it says in Acts 14, 22, Chad, uh, it says he went about with other brothers, uh, and it mentions that, I believe, Silas there, uh, encouraging the churches to, it kind of sums up his ministry, to continue in the faith, which isn't emphasized, tragically, in many churches today, mm -hmm. and that through much tribulation, we must enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Those are both emphases in the fellowship that I pastor, uh, and also Good Fight Ministries, and you don't hear a lot about tribulation, it's more about the seven you know, mountain mandate and you live your best life now, stuff like that today, unfortunately. And you don't have a lot of emphasis on continuing the faith. But you can always hold on to the pre-trib rapture too. That <laughs> right, exactly. Too, so. And you always get this, hey, as long as you came up to the altar call and so forth. But that's not what Paul was doing. He was doing quite the opposite. Uh, so it's quite interesting. So we've wanted to duplicate or see God continue to duplicate what he's been, that we believe the Spirit of God is saying at the churches, mm. not only in our fellowship, but in other other fellowships. And, and uh, and as I say, this isn't something really, yes, you can say Blessed Hope's done this, but it's really what the Lord's done. And mm -hmm. we've just basically been on his coattails, so to speak, because uh, he's been establishing a bunch of fellowships, whether it's through live stream fellowships or what have you, or organically, uh, or through, you know, and we have a really very interesting setting here because uh, we are in Mexico right now. And i have Chad explain some of that in a moment. And I'm with two different pastors, one from Mexico, Jonathan Ball. And uh, and we also have uh, David with us. Brother David is from Costa Rica, business from Costa Rica. I think your flight was and the layover and everything was like what eleven hours, David. Eleven hours. Yeah. That's right. And uh, <laughs> and and so uh, both of these brothers are and, and David, man, I'm going to butcher your last name. 
Okay. So why don't you tell <laughs> me your last name? Try. Okay. Um, uh, v V J Lobos. I'm closing out. <laughs> how, how would you say, it, brother? Bj Lobos. Bj Lobos. Bj Lobos. All right. I got close. Okay. Bj Lobos. Okay. Uh, so both these guys, man, have great stories because the way they've established blessed hopes uh, is quite differently, but it's quite beautiful. Uh, because and I want you to hear their stories, so I'm going to give their stories away and steal the thunder. I want them to share because it's very instructive and it's just it's so beautiful. Because if you visit our fellowship, you you know by the grace of God you see the love of God. A brother just said to me, "What I love about our fellowship is you have all these young people." Uh, Bob Kincaid was just saying that he's with us on the trip. He goes and he's <laughs> you would never know it. Bob's 78 years old, but you would never know it. I mean, he's like. A fireball still man he's like is that you have these young people that are on fire for the lord and you have older people that are on fire for the lord and everybody in between it's exciting and so we're excited about uh duplicating that because we believe it's not something we're doing that's special it's something that the lord's already given us that's special and being stewards of what he's given us in his word and and being accustomed to the word of righteousness and commending people to his truth no, and it's it's really exciting. I, like I said, I want to do a, just a little bit of uh, a couple, I guess, housekeeping, uh, so to speak. Um, we want to also to invite you guys, because we're here right now in Mexico, as, as Pastor Joe has already mentioned, that we're sitting here in Blessed Hope Ensenada, which is so awesome, and, and I want to get into that. And, I, and when we do have time to have, obviously, Pastor Jonathan, the pastor of this church, talking. But I also want to let you guys know, uh, we are coming out, Pastor Joe and myself, not, not David and Jonathan, even though they'd be awesome there too, but... Um, we are coming out, Pastor Joe and myself, to Massachusetts, January 20th to the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And if you go to our page, blessedhopechapel.org, you'll go to the events down below. And when you go to that, make sure you contact Donald Bracken. He's gotten a ton of people reaching out and saying, hey, I want to go, I want to go. But now it's time to sign up. We're only a couple weeks from actually leaving and going to Massachusetts. So we want to make sure we get as many people as possible because, Joe, the, the heartbeat of what we're going to be talking about today, I think stems a lot from what we're going to be teaching on out there, which is... Addressing the seven churches. The seven churches Jesus. in Revelation. Uh, letters, the seven churches. So we're, we're beyond excited about that. So make sure you guys make that. And if you guys are new, don't forget to like and subscribe to Good Fight Ministries. Also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. But nonetheless, Joe, we are, we're sitting here in, in Mexico. And I don't know if you want to start with Mexico or Costa Rica and how, how these got started. But it is really interest, interesting because... We talked about over and over again when it comes to, as this episode is titled, How to Establish Biblical Churches. One of the things that we've talked about, we were talking about before we came here to the interview, is that we have a situation where the cultivation of somebody already in that region would be in Costa Rica, where we have somebody there like David that's grown up in that region, similar to what you know Titus was told by Paul to establish churches and establish elders in those regions. But then we also have the supplanting and actually appointing, right, somebody from our own church, an elder at Blessed Hope Chapel Simi, to be a pastor here in, in Mexico. So we have these two positions, both of which are biblical. Right. And, yeah. and so the sets out ones. And, and so, so I'd love to, to hand that back to you a little bit. And, and I don't know which one you wanted to start with, but hopefully you guys are, are getting to know the heartbeat of the ministry, especially if you're new. This is your first time clicking on a live stream from us. You're like, hey, I was getting ready to watch a Billie Eilish episode. You're going to do some exposing. Or maybe I, I just watched the Carlos Santana uh, expose or the Beatles or something. And you're like, well, wait, what is this whole thing? What's going on, Joe? So maybe give them a, a little bit of an understanding of why our heart beats for this. 
Yeah, we don't spend all our time exposing what the enemy is doing, although we spend time doing that because people are in his chains and they need to be set free with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, we spend most of our time preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and discipling uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and strengthening them in the faith. And, uh, and it's just amazing because, as I mentioned, we've been praying, Lord, use us to bear much fruit to your glory. That's our heart's prayer constantly. And I've preached over a thousand messages easy, and that's always been my heart's prayer before every message. And, and you never know exactly what the Lord is doing, but we, we see all kinds of fruit. You know, millions of people have seen our videos and heard the gospel, which is great. Just this last month, you know, uh, Chad was just sharing not only demographics, but, you know, over a million people in 28 days, you know. And most of our videos, you, you get the gospel in them. So what's interesting, though, is we'll probably start with David, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, David, uh, his experience goes back before I even met Jonathan. Which is kind of interesting because I met David, and he wasn't really walking with the Lord then, but he had a knowledge of the Lord. And I met Jonathan, and he was just starting to get to know the Lord. I actually started trying to witness to him and gave him a video out of my trunk. You know, at, at, and I was in the town over, right? Yes, sir. Thousand and Oaks. I, Thousand Oaks, man. And I started talking to him, and, and he was already on his way, I believe, to a degree. But it's interesting when you hear their stories, and their heartbeat is our heartbeat. And these brothers are just beautifully gifted, and God's using them. David. Share with us uh, your story, man, and how you end up starting a little fellowship in Costa Rica. Yeah, of course. hope there. Of course. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me here. First of all, it's, it's a blessing to get to know and to see these guys again. I haven't seen Pastor Joe since uh, I saw him uh, in California like 16 years ago or so. Uh, so it's a blessing. He wasn't able to, to come last time to Costa Rica when Chad and, and the team came. So The first time that we met you in Costa Rica, on a, when we were on a mission trip there, there mm -hmm. and then you later came to visit us. But right. Why don't you start with when you first met us and in your pilgrimage from there to where you're at yeah. now? Yeah, definitely. Well, I, um, I grew up in a, in a Christian home with Christian values and, and morals. Uh, so it was... It was fine for my parents just to have, him, have me at church, you know. So um, I used to go there and make a lot of friends, and I just thought that was basically it, you know. Uh, but then at the age of 14 or so, I, uh, I moved to another church like that that was closer to my house, and uh, saw some really cool guys. They were very uh, yeah. always together, yeah, you know, playing soccer and... And just spending time time together, going to different houses and playing card games and something like that, and things like that, you know. So there, there was this one guy that was a leader, um, and he was like the the youth group leader, and I remembered him uh, preaching uh, or saying that uh, you can live as uh, as you whatever you want, you can sin, you can do whatever you want, um, and you're not gonna mm. lose your salvation, right? So it really hit me. And I was like, I mean, at the age of 14, 15, like, that sounds pretty... Hormones are raging, man. That's right. like gasoline on the fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he was a, a leader. So I looked up to him. Ah. He was he was a really cool guy, I thought. And uh, one time he came he came to me and he sat right, right um, next to me. And I remember he grabbed my shoulder and he said, David, if I were you... I would be fornicating and just confess my sin, like right away. Wow! So Sounds like the devil, man. They uh, they call it the rebound doctrine. So you sin, but you confess and you go right back up. You know. So I really believed that in my heart. I really believed that that was truth. And and the way they they twisted the scripture, it was it it made sense to me. 
you know, they, they, they twisted First um, John 1.9, if you confess your sins, then it was just confessing. Like, you didn't even have to have any guilt. Uh, you didn't have to repent at all. It's just confessing. So they would say, uh, it's just a word. It's just a word. You know, just confess it. If, if you feel guilty, then you're uh, stepping on, on Jesus' sacrifice because he paid for everything. Mm. Like, you don't even have to feel bad. So wow, man. I, I started living my life based on, on that wicked doctrine, you know. So uh, I did a lot of bad things. And uh, when I was like, uh, what, 16, 17, I was working for this missionary uh, organization. And, and then you guys came. Uh, t uh, through that organization, and, and I helped you guys with a trip. I, I went uh, with you to to do some some building uh, job in, in in my mom's school, actually, right? So I I, got I was watching you back then, real quick. Yeah, because uh, we brought a missionary team there, and we're you know we're visiting orphanages and fixing things up, witnessing right. the lost, and you were uh, putting beads together, man. And you yeah. were teaching some of the girls there that were your age uh -huh. about how they build beads. And I'm like, I need to watch David and the beads. You know? uh -huh. so I, not, I didn't watch the young guy because I didn't know you yet. I yeah. don't know who you were. And I got to, you know, shepherd the flock and watch the young girls with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were nice and everything, but I didn't know you were going through that whole thing there. And I knew you needed to sell it to Jesus, but you were young. So Amen. pick it up, bro. It's heavy. Amen. So uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't living a, a godly life, not even close to that. And... Um, I was, I remember I was getting drunk, uh, smoking weed, uh, just partying with girls, you know, uh, at, at that this age. this was a missionary and, compound that we were at visiting and right. he, had, he lived on the campus there. So go on. So yeah, living in complete hypocrisy, right? Uh -huh. So um, then I, I saw you guys and, and I remember that hit me because uh, from, from the Christians I knew, and then comparing it to the way you guys live and acted the word and wow. even the way you guys uh, were able to speak and share the, the truth. I was like, wait, that, that's something different mm. that I see in them. Wow. So I was... Praise God. Jesus. With other teams, I remember that I was uh, just, you know, having fun and, and getting to know and play. But then with you guys, I really got to, to want to know you. So I, I became really good friends with Holly and some other people, All right? So uh, um, that was just back, back then that pretty much happened then. But then like after you guys left, I mean, I, I came to visit you guys here, but I kept living the same way, mm. living in sin. And then I got my, um, my girlfriend, which later on became my wife. And we were like sinning, like with, we were fornicating and I, I would still get drunk with her and, and stuff so we we got married and uh it's still the same life mm. I, I remember i was even playing at church uh guitar and then with the same friends that i had back then um i remember like finishing up with worship and then after the church we were going to all to a bar wow. and get drunk yeah. and get drunk it's common in churches today yeah. unfortunately yeah yeah and i was just confessing myself sin i came back home and i said okay i got drunk i I did this, you know, forgive me. Thank you, Lord. You know? Yeah. Using grace is a license to sin. Exactly. Which Jude warns that certain people will creep in unaware, teaching or turning or twisting the grace of God into a license for morality. That guy, that leader taught you that and yeah. he made you a casualty who was actually hellbound because the Bible says, be not deceived. Drunkards and fornicators, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, will Amen. not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. But praise God, he got a hold of your heart. Amen. And he's faithful. And, uh, 
So uh, after um, I got married and um, some like tough situation of adultery, I mean, I, I wasn't even a, like a good guy, you know, I, I was bad. So um, then there was adultery in my marriage. My, my ex-wife, mm -hmm. she left me for, for my best friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, I became, and I fell into depression. So I remember after that, I was working like just to get enough money to, to give to my daughter. And then after I knew I had enough money, I went and buy beers. I took the guitar and I got drunk. And uh, that was, I was like that for like two and a half years, like mm -hmm. two and a half years, three years. So um, I remember being drunk, uh, driving while I was drunk and uh, just just being on, on depression and, and, and crying and so on. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I knew, I knew I was wrong and I knew I needed to, to look for God, but I was mad at the church. I was mad at my friends. I, I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to read the Bible or anything that had to do with, with God and, and, and Christian faith. I was, I was upset and, uh, and depressed. But then I knew that I needed to look for the only source that could bring me out of that. And I knew it was God. So I had a hard time doing that. Hmm, interesting. You know, and then um, I, I remember this verse in, in James 4.17 hit me. Uh, that one time in my room during one of those nights uh, as I was crying and drunk. And uh, hmm. I think I know it in, in English. It's um, um, if anyone knows the the good they ought to do and mm -hmm. doesn't do it, it it counts or it is sin to them, to them right yeah. so um and i've shared this with with many people as well that sin of omission yeah exactly so i was like it doesn't say that i did it that if i should feel this way it says if, if, if anyone knows and i knew it mm. i knew it so i knew it was good for me to pray I knew it was me for for uh, it, it was good for me to read the Bible and to get to know it and to come closer to God. I just didn't feel it, so I kind of like start forcing myself. But then I had a, another problem, and the other problem is that all the doctrine I had, it was bad, and I knew it was bad. Mm. I knew it was God bad because it led me to live in a way that is against the the moral values of of God. That's right. Right. So uh, I was like, you. what am I going to do? Like, I don't have anyone else to go. I don't have any, any uh, good counselors to go to because everyone I know, it was from that church. <laughs> and all my friends were from that church. So I remember, like, uh, I don't know, it was, this was back when I was like 20, 28 or so. So it's like seven years ago. And I remember back then, I was like, those guys that went to Costa Rica, they, they have live videos. So I, I looked for them on, on YouTube and it was uh, that you guys didn't have like a good fight uh, YouTube channel, like the way it's set up right now. So I just went to look for, for YouTube videos on, um, on the tribulation and, and uh, preachings from Joe. So uh, it wasn't like I was looking for a specific topic, just stuff that I started listening to them. I started, well, listening to you guys and to Joe and uh, the way you emphasize on, on fearing, the, uh, fearing God, of walking a godly life. And I saw the way you handle the scripture and, and, the, and the laws that you apply to the scripture 
to, to become to a conclusion or a doctrinal conclusion against what I believed and what I was taught, mm. you know, and I started applying those same, same laws into different other doctrines and they made sense. Mm. They made so much sense. And, and the, the hatred or, or the, the bitterness, the bitterness that I had towards, you know, praying and reading the Bible, it became more and more like I became closer to, to the Bible and mm. now I wanted to pray more. And now I wanted to, to read the Bible more. And uh, until there was a point after like, that, that was like a whole process. So there was a point after three years of reading the Bible and, and, and studying it and, and listening to you guys where I said, okay, God, I just got to share this. <laughs> I just got to share it. I just can't hold it anymore. So it's like a fire, man. Yeah, Birds, I just you can't share, hold it man. anymore. So I, I went to a church and I say, hey, I want to I wanna help. Just, just give me whatever, you know? And they gave me the youth group. So um, I stayed faithful for the, to the youth group uh, for another three years. Until I was, uh, from, from, from when I was 30 until I was 33. And then um, I've been praying for, like, what's the next step? All right, what is the next step? Like, what, what I should do? And then this year, in 2021, you guys came. And uh, mm-hmm. as you guys came here and we were organizing the trip and everything, after you guys went to Costa Rica, I'm sorry, I was praying for, like, does God want me to start something in my house or not? And then you guys came here or came to Costa Rica and you guys say, okay, like, what do you think? Like, uh, we, we felt your call to this. And uh, I was feeling the same thing. I was praying towards the same thing. And then it's been six months now since we started a fellowship in in my house. And we have 10, 15 believers that are solid, that that, that are becoming more. uh, Yeah, like we're we're trying to be faithful. That's how this fellowship where Jonathan Pastor started. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute, but but go on, it's beautiful. Yeah, no. Like-minded believers that love Jesus and are concerned about living holy lives that glorify Him. Amen. Not being hypocrites. Amen. So it is this um, love for the Word of God and 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 for people to know the truth, so they can be free, just as I was free by by looking for the truth. And and I don't know if 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 it in English is is the same, or the translation, my translation. Um, but uh, if you're hungry and thirsty for for god he will satisfy you yeah yeah he will satisfy Jesus you said that yeah yeah and, and i believe that's a promise from him so whoever wants the truth whoever is thirsty he will be satisfied Amen. yeah you know it's it's interesting because uh for you guys uh who, who don't know you know when it comes to us going out to costa rica we've gone to a number of trips uh to different places and we share the gospel in places like brazil and and in the philippines and so forth and one of the things that has always been um, a frustration to a point is we share the gospel. We literally have people come and say, I need to give my life to Christ. I, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to do it right now. And then where do you put them? Where do you send them? You want them to be at a biblical church. And then you find out that they're involved in things like Bethel or they're involved in some other NAR movement or word of faith or prosperity. Yeah. Um, and we go, man, it is so frustrating and so difficult so one of the blessings was we said, man, it would be great 
So really, in Costa Rica, if we're going to go out and share the gospel, let's have a place to send them. You know, we don't just want to say, go share the gospel and then see you later. And I think that'll play not only in what's going on there in Costa Rica, which what we felt in sharing the gospel. And by the way, if you're going to be a pastor, you need to do the work of an evangelist. Mm -hmm. So having David out there sharing the gospel with us, seeing his heart to see people come to Christ, obviously for us, you know, and I know for, for Joe, that's his heartbeat. And also to see the sanctification process and to see, you know, Joe had mentioned kind of like the ex-smoker, the ex-drinker, right? Where it's like, I hate that stuff, right? I'm the ex-drinker, so I'm one of those, I hate that stuff. But a lot of times when you have somebody who's obviously been impacted in a negative way from such false doctrine that people are preaching all over, then to be have, have someone to say, no, this isn't right. And, and Joe, I have to tell you, I see comments all the time. I bet you there might be comments on there right now. Please, I'm, I'm, I, 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 can you do more for Spanish-speaking people? Can you, can you have more materials that are in Spanish and, and so forth? Which we're working on. Which we're yeah. working on. And, and praise God, we're in Mexico, uh, nonetheless. But praise God, a lot of this, and hopefully for you as well today, will be an answer to prayer before we even get into Pastor Jonathan, who obviously has you know, preached himself hoarse uh, the last couple of days. Yeah, so Jonathan... Uh, Instead of me telling him in a little bit of your story, you know, and by the way, we're in his building right now. So I don't know if you can see behind me, probably through the windows there is, I mean, we built the home, the church, our church came up here a number of times, built that house right there, built this building right here, started like you guys, you know, and, and Jonathan's tearing it for Jesus. But uh, why don't you just kind of go through the your pilgrimage from when you first started at Blessed Hope, how you got there. And then how you ended up here and what you're doing. And and before you guys, just so you know, you can actually see, and after this is all over, when we get back home or maybe after this video, Tommy's in the background for you guys, uh, especially for you guys who are on uh, our Patreon page have helped out to, for us to be able to hire Tommy. But uh, we'll be putting in the description because Wonderful. both of these guys we've interviewed, one, David's already sat down. It's on our Good Fight channel or Blessed Hope Chapel mm -hmm. channel, actually. So we'll put that link in the description. One of us, uh, we sat down with uh, Nico as well as myself, sat down with uh, with David in Costa Rica. And then also Jonathan, we, took, we went on a walk here with uh, one of the guys from the fellowship here all the way from his house down to here while we were building this when this had nothing i believe it was just the concrete even if i don't even know if the concrete was here yet the slab so you'd be amazed so, right now man so that place no. is filled up I'm we're in the too. kids room by the way that's why we're trying our best to keep mm -hmm. the audio i'm trying not to block the mic when jonathan speaks but um one of those things that's why we're in here because we're in the there's a children's room in here jonathan so i mean that's a that's a huge thing to start. We're not in there because the echo is just too much. So yeah. In little children. Yeah, they like some loud worship here in Mexico, and Jonathan makes sure they get it. So praise God, Jonathan. Sorry, a little housekeeping for you guys, so you guys can get a little more of the whole building up process for both of the fellowships that have been building. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, as you can hear, my voice is a mess, so it'll keep you on your toes. Keep Sound you, great, brother. Keep you watching. Amen. Um, but. Yes, so I, I grew up uh, similar. I was brought to church. You know, I was taught the truth. I, I'm thankful for my parents uh, teaching me the truth. My, my parents were missionaries and so on. So um, finally, when I found Christ at the age of uh, 20, um, I, I was in a number of different uh, ministries. I've, I've been to so many different denominations. And I believe God allowed that um, for a reason. He wanted me to see. But before you go on, i got to say this because he's skipping something real important. 
uh, just like David is a trophy of God's grace, and the Lord pulled him out of that and began to convict him by the Holy Spirit. Jonathan was, you know, a hellraiser like the rest of us, yes. and in and out of jail and stuff like that, you know, and the Lord saved him by his amazing grace. <laughs> <laughs> no, amen. Amen. I, uh, <coughs> I, <coughs> in Jesus' name, I, Father, help him in speak. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> I purposefully, um, you know, Zoom passed for the sake of time, but yes, absolutely. I deserve to be in hell right now, and I'm so thankful that Jesus saved me. I just thank him every day um, mm. because I know what I deserve. And uh, Jesus said, you know, he who has been forgiven much loves much. And uh, I want Hey, why you put that throw lozenge in there? Because I yes. know I feel this for you so much right now, bro. That'll, that'll get your voice back a little bit. Yes. If I'll just tell the story. What was that restaurant where I first saw you? Oh, <laughs> it was, I think it was on Moore Park Road, you know. Anyway, don't worry about the top, no. and then ask you a question. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Mimi's Cafe. It was Mimi's Cafe. Yes. That's right. It was Mimi's. It was Mimi's. And my wife and I were there, and I saw, uh, I don't know what it was, just on my heart, uh, to start talking about the Lord and stuff. And he was open. I think you were going through like some kind of program at the time. I was, yeah. And uh, that made me just endeared to seeing your need, you know. And he's like... And usually probably when you go to someone's trunk or vehicle, you're doing a drug deal. But I whipped out. I think they sold their souls for rock and roll. The VHS. And the VHS. We're talking back in the day. Double. Like in the, in the, in the early, 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 early 1900s, you know, way back then, young people. Uh, and I gave that to him. And he watched it and was impacted. But, uh, but he's, you know, now I don't know if that thing's kicking in for you yet, bro. But uh, it was just neat because I saw that he had a... Uh, a real heart to want to really do what's right and, and I thought man I think he's gonna lock into this and uh and I had no idea you know I think it was a few years a few years later so I don't know exactly when boom you came and started visiting the fellowship and right, right. and now you could take over sure okay um so <laughs> it was in Mimi's I just gotta can I exert my voice uh, it was at Mimi's and he busts out you know drug deal he pops the trunk and gives me the VHS so just so you know, I took that to the ministry I was in. I was there six years. And I played it over and over at the place for the youth, for groups and groups of people. The director liked it because he saw it was truth. And he made us all sit down the same night um, and to watch. I think it was like four hours of VHS or something, you know. And so we just sat there and watched the entire thing. And that's how we, the guy rolls, you know, no break or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sit and watch this. Uh, so, yeah. So... You know, you see something like that and you say, wow, this is truth. And the Lord allowed this us to, to meet way back then. And, and from that point, you know, I got the word uh, through that ministry. You know, they, they made sure to get the word in us. And I thank God for that foundation. And from them, uh, you know, I was trying to find ministry. You know, uh, where do you want me, God? And, you know, I, I went to church after church and they don't really seem interested because most churches are full of, I don't know what they're full of. Uh, I, baloney, I think. You know, but um, people that don't really care about the things of God or the will of God. Mm. Um, so I got to experience, you know, different Pentecostal churches, Baptist churches, uh, all different types of churches. And, and I believe God allowed me to see that so that later on in my life I could speak to those things and, you know, um, speak truth mm. about what's going on in these churches. Um, literally from California to New York and back, 
you know, um, it's not just uh, California, even though California is a mess. So, uh, full circle round, we, we, we met, uh, I, I met a guy that was going to your church. Uh, he had his Bible open, he was in a, in a coffee shop, and they said, that's a great book right there. And uh, so we started to meet and witness together, and he goes, I go to Blessed Hope Chapel. And so I went there, and there you were, you know. <laughs> like, that's the guy in the video. <laughs> I popped his trunk all those years ago. So that's divine, you know, that was the Lord. And long story short is, you know, uh, coming to the fellowship, and this is, this, is the, um, this is the testimony that we've heard from church after church of these blessed hopes popping up across the country, whether it's Texas, New York, whether it's um, Kentucky, um, you know, Brother David, who I'm, I'm enjoying getting to know, humble guy, loves the Lord, praise the Lord for that. I think it's a great choice, I mean, from the Lord to start a church out there. And, um, you know, the same testimony is that people are starting to they hear truth, they're hearing truth from, from Blessed Hope. It's not all about Blessed Hope, the name, but it's what's taught in, in these fellowships, is you see the love for one another, and that stems from a love for the truth that's being taught, you know, uh, pouring out just the truth. You're not hearing opinions and jokes all day. You're, you're hearing the Word of God, the Word of God, and God's Word transforms us. And that produces evangelism, and that produces uh, love for the brethren mm. uh, for hours after fellowship. And, and it's happening all in these different places, the same thing. The same you, you visited a lot of those places. A lot of them, amen. Yeah. And so you're seeing that same spirit. And the testimony here in all those places is, I, I was bouncing from church to church, whether it was a Calvinist or a Pentecostal church, a Word of Faith church, and their lives were a mess. They're still stuck in porn. They're still stuck in all these things because of wrong doctrine, mm -hmm. which Joe and Chad say all the time, wrong doctrine leads to wrong living, right? And once people hear truth, and there's people that go, I, I want truth, I want that. And uh, when we find it, we go, oh, God, we, we latch onto it mm. and start to just soak it up and get filled with that living water. And so after, you know, years of uh, being connected with Blessed Hope and, you know, doing evangelism and ministry, and they've always been supportive of our work, uh, whether it's going to New York or whether it's going to, uh, you know, cross country, yeah, actually, or preaching. And a motor, little motor broke down motor <laughs> Yeah, in a tour car. Uh, yes, uh, they got behind that, and then our trips to Mexico, they always, always were behind the vision, um, because we have the same heart, the same spirit, and that's to reach the world uh, for Christ. And um, and so, you know, God brought us to Mexico, um, and, it, you know, there was just a burden that, they, as we kept coming, we saw cults, like the Apostolic Oneness Church, which is a cult, by the way, if you didn't know. Um <laughs> United Pentecostal as well right? Name. Yeah. Um, and they deny the Trinity but they deny yeah. the Trinity you know workspace salvation gotta speak in tongues to be saved have to be baptized water baptized to be saved you, you can't you know can't have a beard mm -hmm. sinner you're a sinner big sinner <laughs> I'm a beard sinner you're a huge sinner Chad just started to be a sinner <laughs> sorry guys I tried it's not coming back good, here, that's how you started bro right Jesus, you know, ripped his beard out. Anyway. Yeah, it says he did. Isaiah 55. Read your Bible, guys. Okay. Um, Jehovah, there was a lot of Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, and that's really, you know, you look at, um, it was Acts 17. Paul went to... Um, Berea? Huh? Berea. Antioch. 
Athens. Athens. Acts 7 right? 11, I'm thinking right, Bria, so, but yeah, um, Athens later. And Mars Hill there, and, and he was looking at all the idols, and it says that his spirit was provoked within mm-hmm. him. Amen. Man, these guys are idol worshipers, and, and he was provoked, and he ends up speaking and preaching the gospel outside on the hill. And, um, you know, uh, we were provoked, and we started to pray and go, God, just send somebody down there, please. Someone that's willing to go, that's mm-hmm. able to teach, that is willing to live with these people. And and to teach them the word because they need it, and God answered. And Joe found out what we were praying for, and he goes, "Well, why don't you go?" So, uh, okay, <laughs> let's go. Amen. No, so, it's, so it's no, it's just really cool because for you guys who didn't know, you know, Joe's arms so much bigger than my my face. You know, <laughs> no, but uh, for you guys who don't be fooled, he's a young stud. But for you guys who didn't know, you know, we've come down here a number of times. And Jonathan had been going for years. Rosarito, I mean, they, literally preaching down, forget the slums, you've been preaching down in where they throw their trash. I mean, in the trash where people mm. are sleeping and, and living, where there's literal, that's where the dumps are. And you guys were preaching the gospel there. And one of the things you said, you were like, hey, we want to go down there and build a house. And so we came down, and, and i got to be honest with you, this is my personal view. And, you know, for me, I, I came to the Lord. We're all talking about they sold their souls to rock and roll and different messages. I came to the Lord through they sold their souls to rock and roll. And when I did, guess what? I came to church. I went to Blessed Oak Chapel, and I began being discipled by Joe because he was going to show me how to share the gospel. And we went out as groups sharing the gospel. And you know what I've done in my life of bringing people uh, to, to the Lord and then bringing them down here now to Mexico is use it as an opportunity for young people to learn how to share the gospel. Second Timothy two too, bro. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so I know that when we first came down, uh, down here, we took a nice little crew and some young people. And one of the things is my goal is every single person have a chance to share the gospel with somebody with their, with us right there over, over the top of them. And I know whether you guys know Nico from being on different shows and stuff, we've had him on before and you, and you know him here, mm-hmm. his life changed down here in Mexico from, from mm-hmm. sharing the gospel and from these houses being built. But you know, that burden, obviously, and the same burden that we had when it came to Costa Rica sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. same burden we had in, in Brazil with nothing to do, you know, couldn't do what we mm-hmm. want to do, or, or the Philippines or these other places, was the same burden here in Mexico, which, where do we send them? Because, yeah. guys, these these apostolic churches, as they're called down here, guys, they're everywhere, and they are yeah. just pumping out... Trash. Absolute trash heresy. Legalism. And that legalism, as people don't realize, is it feels really good to the flesh. It to be the doctrines that manage the commandments of God. And and not yeah. only that, when you get the doctrine of God wrong, when you start off not understanding that, that Jesus actually prayed to the Father in John 17 and not just to the actualization of his plan or some horrible idea that they have right. and, or you know some big excuse that they're taking place when you see Stephen they're being stoned filled with the holy spirit looking at Jesus standing at the right hand of the father we recognize wait a second you know he isn't going into modes and becoming the father and the son and the holy spirit all the same with Stephen but that was him filled with the holy spirit and these heresies the jehovah's witness catholicism very big out here all of it and yeah, it's it, like well yeah. where do they go because we found out that even some of the mission groups you work with don't mind working right alongside those yep. those cults very do not yeah. mind just sitting, hey, this is totally fine. You're going to build a house for somebody so they can fornicate inside of it. Mm-hmm. And we weren't down with that. 
And it's such a blessing because I know, Jonathan, when you came down here and said, not, not after we built uh, one or two houses, I think, maybe the second house. Right after the second. Right, right after the second house. And you came, house, you came yeah. down here. Yeah. I know I had prayed fervently and I was like, Lord, I really want to, I, I just pictured building uh, your house and building your church, you know, down here yeah. and praise God, you know, being able to, you know, actually be a part of that and actually hitting nails in yeah. and yeah. Joe's sitting there nailing with me, not knowing that he's an AFib almost dying out here. Uh, but, um, it was amazing. And the whole thing, you know, ultimately culminating in now I get videos sent to me that pastor David from Costa Rica is leading worship over here with your team. And the whole place is full. I got a video uh, last night. I'm in the middle of worship, uh, for, for our Wednesday night Bible study at Blessed Hope yeah. Chapel. And I'm watching a video of a full church on a Wednesday night here yeah. in Mexico. It's yeah. beautiful to be old. I mean, we built a, a fellowship, helped Jonathan and the group build a few fellowships. And I went to the elders. I was like, you know, we're helping people. We're building homes. It's a blessing. It's an encouragement. Uh, one of the leaders in Jonathan's church with him is a beautiful brother named Isaac and his family. And yeah, we built man. their home. And that was and that was that what that work should do is they sang a song afterwards. And the kids, and they're all crying. about yeah, all of us. So thankful that, <laughs> yeah, we all started crying man, because the house was built for them. But I said, man. Why don't we build a house, you know, to the elders? We need to build a house for Jonathan. We're building for everybody else. And he's going to do a work there. And we, you know, we prayed about it. We all agreed on it. And, and it's right next door to this building, this church building right here. Yeah. And it's just beautiful to behold. But when we're talking about how to establish churches, like right now, one of the reasons we're up here is David, you know, my wife said, David really wants to pick your brain and so forth. And I'll be at one of the Costa Rica trips in the future, near future. But, uh, she said, how about if he goes to Mexico? Because you're going to Mexico and you can fellowship there. Yeah. And it's going to be to help him. And we're going to help him. And, and with Jonathan, Jonathan's establishing leaders in his fellowship right now. And we're going to be meeting with some of them and how elders meeting after this time right now. So it's about doing the work of the Lord. And we're jumping yeah. in a thousand one things. But we have, you know, the Lord deserves most of our time. He deserves all of our time. Amen. Yeah. So for us, it's not a complaint. It's a privilege. It's a joy. But it's interesting when you see, like, these brothers, it's... it's uh, you know, Jonathan, you know, he won't say these things because he's, he's an incredibly humble brother, but up and down these, and we're like living in a very, very poor area right here. I mean, this is like, mm -hmm. they're living in an incredibly poor area. There's a huge pig farm right next where the <laughs> air, you know, it wafts through their homes. <laughs> I mean, no, no kidding. When we were building that, man, it's like, whoo, man, I hope you get used to that, you know? And it's got for that wall. Yeah, <laughs> pig wall. It's a reminder <laughs> that people need Jesus, you know, <laughs> and uh, they need to become sheep. And, and that's why I'm going to fall away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back to the pigsty. So Jonathan, uh, he's, I can't tell you how many homes he's been in working for people for free. Amen. Just sharing the love of Christ. Uh, I mean, he's done so much work for people just to bless them because that's who he is. And, and we want to make sure we don't just preach the truth, that we live the truth mm -hmm. and that we lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters in Christ, and that we love, the Bible says, Galatians chapter 6 says, do good to all men, but especially to those who are of the household of God. So you want to especially make sure you focus on building the body, Amen. but you want to do good to all men. And I love the way, you know, Jonathan, you hit the ground. And that's just his heart, man. He just, he's a, he's a server, a giver, a lover of God's truth. So he's, I mean, over and over again, you know, uh, and that's not become unnoticed, you know, like Hebrews Amen. chapter 6, 10 says, the Lord's not unjust to forget the love that you've shown his, his saints, you know, and also the lots that need to become saints. So I think Jonathan gained an incredible reputation as being a sincere uh, Christian man. And God's used that to help him not to build something even more important. And that's the kingdom of God and bringing people to Christ. So we're talking about, you know, how to establish biblical yeah. churches and it needs to live out 
biblical, moral, ethical doctrine, but also means to share and believe and trust biblical, ethical truth uh, and not pick and choose and look at the Bible as a smorgasbord. When the Bible talks about how we must continue in the faith and without holiness, no one will see the Lord, we have to preach that. And we have to make sure we ourselves are seeking and pursuing sanctification in Christ Jesus. When the scriptures say uh, that there's hard times ahead and we're given different books like 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in the book of 2 Thessalonians or Daniel or, or, or the Olivet Discourse, Mark 13, Luke 21, Matthew 24, or the book of Revelation. And we don't treat that as many say that's somebody else's mail. It's not really to the church, even though it's addressed to the church. You know, well, I guess uh, nobody has ears then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he that has an ear that hear what the Spirit says to the churches, you know. Uh, so it just blesses my heart that there is a return, and the Bible says in the last days, even though there would be apostasy, there would be a great falling away, the Scriptures also say in, in Daniel chapter 12 that uh, there's those that will understand the truth, and they will... Uh, it talks about many will go to and fro, and knowledge will increase. And that to and fro there, and the knowledge increasing, is that term if you chase to and fro through the Old Testament, it has to do with searching for God's Word, His truth, and increasing in knowledge. is not just technological knowledge. It could have that application. But first and foremost, it means knowledge of what's going to take place. Because the Lord says, without uh, a prophetic vision, my people go astray, and my children perish because of lack of knowledge. And, and God's truth, there is that remnant in me, and there's a great multitude that no man can number from a nation, people, kindred, and tongue, cleansed by the blood of Christ, that come out of the great tribulation. So amidst all the darkness that we warn about, there's the beautiful remnant of genuine believers. And Blessed Hope Chapel is just, you know, uh, one uh, group of uh, brothers and sisters that have been awakened to God's word and saying, wow, this is so relevant for today. We need to sincerely follow Christ. But there's millions and millions and millions of, of, of Christians, we believe, on the earth that are, are th those who truly love the Lord. The psalmist said, I'm a companion with all those who fear you. All of our brothers and sisters in Christ, those who truly love Jesus, are trusting Him, and truly fear the Lord, and are following Him, are our brothers and sisters in Christ. So uh, we're not saying, hey, we're the best church. I mean, we can't stand in the shadow of so many brothers and sisters through the years who were persecuted to the point of death uh, with proclaiming Jesus on their lips, you know. We just hope to uh, follow the example of the believers that have gone before us and be ready and be faithful to the word that he's given us. Paul said uh, it's demanded of a, a, a steward that he remain faithful. faithful right? We can't control how much fruit comes out of our lives. We just right. need to make sure, and we will bear fruit if we're faithful. Right. We just make sure we're faith. Right. We need to make sure that we're faithful to the word and the ministry that God's given unto us. And uh, and of course, in this short time we have together here in testimonies, we can't give you all the a, from A to Z. This is how you establish a biblical church. But we're just giving some examples of what God is doing, yep. and His Spirit is working in wonderful ways. And and we praise God for those of you who are saying, "Man, I want to be part of, or I want to help establish." You know, even if it's a live stream, and I'm gathering like-minded believers together, uh, uh, biblical remnant type churches where they're just truly fear and love the Lord and aren't ashamed of the gospel. And they're not all about live your best life now. Like Joel Osteen, it's like, no, our best life, man, comes when Jesus comes, you know? Amen. And that's when we're transformed. We put on this these imperishable bodies and so forth. So Amen. it's just really good hearing from you guys. Maybe you can give a couple examples. Maybe, David, you can give an example. And then, Brother Jonathan, you can give an example of, of how you've been blessed uh, in ministry. Because it is hard work, you know? Uh, we had a brother, Bob Kincaid, driving up with us because we brought... We had uh, 24, 25 people come up on this trip. We have more coming tomorrow, which will make that 
about 25 people or so. Uh, we had a group one time, we came up with about 100 people for Blessed Hope. <laughs> and that's before all the shootings and stuff were up here and people were like, oh, I gotta care for my kids and everything. But, uh, and it's work. So he's he's hearing me counsel on the phone and juggling things and my wife juggling people. And he goes, man, you guys never stop, you know? Right. And you know, we pick and choose our spots, you know? But, uh, but so sometimes people think, wow, it's just, he's thinking we're constantly going and working. But, and your heart breaks. Paul says, who does not fall into sin? It doesn't grieve me. He was going through all the things that he struggled, some of the struggles that he went through in life that Lord gave him grace to endure. But John said in 1 John, I have no greater joy than this to see my children walk in the truth. There's yeah. such an incredible amount of joy you get. Like the angels who rejoice when one sinner comes to repentance. When you serve the Lord and you lay your life down for him, there's an incredible amount of joy you get in yeah. ministry from seeing people come to Christ, their lives changed, yeah. seeing people that were it messed up in wrong doctrine, wrong living, repenting, and seeing their lives yeah. put back together, their, their families put back together. Absolutely beautiful. So maybe you both can share an example of something you saw in your ministry recently or further back that really blessed your heart. Amen. David, maybe? Or Jonathan, whoever wants to go first? first. Okay. Well, I was, I was already thinking of, of like people that, that have been a blessing, a blessing to my life. Yeah. Um, so it, it's funny because I, I got my friend what is out there and uh, he, he's an interpreter for he, us. <laughs> he was an interpreter. But but before the trip, uh, I mean, I knew him. We played soccer to, together. We, we knew each other. Uh, we saw each other like, uh, I, I don't know, church uh, I used to go to, uh, but never became like real friends. Uh, but then... Um, Somebody said, "Hey, you know, why does he speak English? So why don't you talk to him and and tell him to to join you in in the mission trip for for Blessed Hope in in Costa Rica?" So I talked to him, and he said, "Yeah, right away, right away." Praise okay, God. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm ready. So it it wasn't until then that I became really close to him, mm -hmm. and it's such a blessing uh, to see him after that because we we were not friends. You know, we were not friends back then. He beat you in soccer three times in a row. <laughs> no. Very competitive. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, right after you guys left, and and even even being with you guys and praying with you guys and getting getting to work together, yes, Jesus. like we became really close really close and mm -hmm. and and then i talked to him and and um i said hey you know like we're gonna start this i don't know how what, what are we gonna do i don't know who's gonna provide and he said count with me count with me wow. and uh he hasn't he hasn't like count me in yeah he's yeah, like, he said like count me in count me in yeah just want to make sure you understand what Spanish count ties with me. In <laughs> no, no, no. Count me. Yeah. So, um, since then, he's been so faithful in in the ministry and and helping me out That's and praise and, God and yeah. putting out the equipment and doing the the job behind the cameras, getting everything ready. And he's a very good uh, techie guy. So, Takes a body, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm thankful for him, and um, he also plays. Uh, guitar and he leads worship as well and like him, and and you do as well. people you got quite the voice and music God well with we, that as well we, we try we try <laughs> he's blessed yeah and, and there's some other people that have come to me and, and, and for advice and uh and even people that were in sin 
and say, hey, you know, like, what, what should I do? Amen. And then I get to give him the, the advice I should have received when I was in the oh, same position. Wow. Praise, yes, God. praise God. Praise God. Full so circle now, man. It's, it's a blessing yeah. uh, to be able to do that and praise to be God, able to, to, to be an instrument Amen. in that way to bring him then closer instead of putting an excuse For so they can sin, do yeah. whatever they want to do or yeah. whatever they want to hear, you know. Awesome. So man. that's a blessing for me. Praise the Lord. Well, that blesses our hearts. Amen. Jonathan. <laughs> Try to get yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> stop laughing at me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, I, I do want to say, you know, it's, it's, um, it's tough doing ministry it's difficult so so as david is starting out please keep him in prayer mm -hmm. send people if you feel called to go help him go help him use your life for the kingdom your life's running out you could be dead tomorrow you don't know and that scripture uh, it agrees with me right that it's uh, green you know like green grass one day tomorrow is brown mm -hmm. you know james says that it's like vapor it's here then it's gone your life is running out and, and, you know, just sitting around, playing around. That doesn't do anything for us in the kingdom. And you're going to regret it. The moment you die and you stand before God, you'll regret it. But praying for the ministry, praying for those who, who are laboring, right? Um, you know, and, and David is there and he's got some difficult plowing ahead. And we've been plowing for years and it's very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I see why people quit. Because you're dealing with humans, you're dealing with people that are fake, you're dealing with people that stab you in the back, you're dealing with people that abuse you to take advantage of things. You're dealing with many things, people that you serve and then they, then they turn around and, and abuse you and they're not really seeking Christ and that hurts. So pray for David, remember David, remember Costa Rica. If you can, go visit. You know, I'm sure he would love to take you in the jungles and go, and go evangelize. If you send him support, please do that the reason all this is here is because there's some beautiful beautiful brothers and sisters and i, I can't thank them enough thank you guys enough uh you know because it is it is the body that came together you know there's Amen. no there's not a star except for jesus who's the head there's the scriptures right Amen. and and none of this would be here and this is all for one reason it's it's for christ to further the kingdom so I kind of stole a little time. I, I really wanted no, to no, that's say that. No, no, that's encouragement. That's what we want David. out there, man. Um, so uh, the example I want to share with you uh, in this time is, is it, this, this makes it all worth it, us moving here. Um, there's a family, that the third house build. There was a woman named Josefina. They're, they're, a, they're a poor family. They work the fields. They work in the packing companies. They make very little yeah, they might work maybe, you know, uh, I don't know, 12, 15 hours, and they'll get maybe uh, $25, which is really good. Okay, but normally a person gets $10, $15 a day. They work their butts off. So uh, she was a Catholic. Her 20-year-old had died. She's angry at God. She doesn't know the truth. Never heard the word really taught. Mm. And we were uh, not professionals, so don't ever be a professional Christian. God uses amateurs. He uses people that are willing and obedient, not to professionals, okay? Um, and we had a speaker, and we were in the, in the hills, and we just announced from the speaker, hey, 
you know, we're going to do a Bible study. And, and I even kind of felt stupid, you know, I'm just doing a Bible study through a speaker. But God uses that. And Josephine heard it from down the, down the hill. Uh, the Lord allowed that, that, that voice to go into her home and into her ear and her heart. And she, she felt drawn by the Holy Spirit. She came up, she listened to Bible study, and she's like, she heard truth. And she said, she started to come, and her family told her, stop going, come party, you know, don't go there. And she, she answered and said, I, I have to go, I just have to go. That's the Lord, you know, working in her. And her husband told her, he says, I'm never going to go to that place ever. Now he's baptized, born again. <laughs> so he serves in the church. Right. So praise the Lord. Don't ever tell God that. Um, and, uh, you know, so she, her faithfulness in coming, you know, it, we, we were having church outside one service and the other service in the week we were having it in our living room the first year. The second year we moved and we were having it in a garage. The third year we moved again and we were having it during COVID. We were having it in a, in a mechanic shop outside. So uh, we're just making it work. We built, we built benches out of wood. We, we used different random chairs. I mean, we just, we just did whatever to get the word out. And, to, uh, you know. and she came to Christ. There was a real conversion. She, she, she asked to be baptized afterward in, act, in an act of obedience. And she was our first baptism in cold water, okay? So you come to Christ in adversity, I say, you know, there's a good chance you'll continue, you know? So we, we baptize them all in cold water. No, I'm just kidding. Most of them have been in cold water, okay? Um, after that, her daughter saw her changes. This was she, As I get to know her, I've learned that she used to curse in the home. When, when she'd get angry, she, she, she'd respond in cursing. Now she responds differently. She used to look forward at Christmas to, to go get drunk all Christmas or get drunk all New Year's. Now uh, she invites us over and we sit there and they ask for the word and they, they keep us up till one or two in the morning drinking coffee and drinking Coke and eating peanuts and, and talking about the word. And when we, when we say we got to leave, we have a one-year-old, they're like, well, all right. <laughs> You're making the choice to leave, but we're not kicking you out. So... Long story short, I don't know how to tell a short story, but her daughter saw the change and she came to Christ also. Her name is Stephania. Mm. She was our second baptism. And then her father finally, you know, a long time, he was never going to come, but he started to come. And he saw the consistency and he saw, like Joe said, we, we have to be faithful, right? We're, we're not professionals, but we're faithful. And that's what we're supposed to be. And, and just in continuing and continuing to plow and continuing to sow seed and water seed, um, you know, the, the husband came to Christ and he was baptized in the, in the cold ocean, right? Just recently, the son, another 20, in his 20s, he was living with his girlfriend and they had kids together. They started to come. They saw the, the change in their family and they listening to the truth. They were under conviction, and instead of running away like many people, they, they, they came and they said, we, we need to get married. We're, we're living in fornication. And we did their wedding, you know. <laughs> and they, they stayed Praise pure. The Lord, man. They got married. So cool. And now we just baptized them a few weeks ago, you know, in cold water. <laughs> wow. Guys, I mean, it's so cool because you started it off with obviously the warnings, right? And, and you know, when we think of Paul and we think of the beatings when he talks, when he brags really about all the beatings and all the things he's going through. 
Some of the things he mentions as well is the danger among false brethren, which you yeah. talked about that. Yeah. And one of the things he talks about is the burden that he carried for all the churches he was mm-hmm. planting. So mm-hmm. the the work that we're talking about here is not light work. It's it's it can be difficult, mm-hmm. but man, we're talking about kingdoms. I mean, the kingdom of God literally growing from this. And so, Joe, I guess yeah. we, we come full circle. And I know we're only supposed to have a minute left, but as much exhortation as you Sorry. can give in turn. No, 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 this is great. And I love it. They get to hear, they hear us all the time. This yeah, is great. Hear, yeah, <laughs> seriously. And just to be able to express, you know, because there are people, and we get those most common email at Blessed Hope Chapel, Good Fight Ministries, comments, whatever. I need it. I just got some to, uh, on Wednesday night. We want to start at the one in Canada. What can we do? You know, or, or this place or that place. Uh, what about this place? And there's so many people out there. They're like, what do I do? You know, I, I, I can't find a place to fellowship. I, I, do, I can't get in the word. And we're talking about establishing biblical churches. And what is it? What is that thing, I guess, that, that makes it cohesive, that makes it together with Scripture, together with the Holy Spirit, together with uh, the communion of the saints and all of that together as a church to make it biblical to get them in fellowship? Yeah, Jesus said, I will build my church in the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we know that he builds the church and uh, we're the living stones. And he, you know, he took Peter, James, John, Andrew, you know, he took people that you would probably least choose uh, to build the church, right? Uh, In fact, all these guys fell away, you know, said that the shepherd would be struck and all the sheep will scatter. And they didn't have the greatest resumes, but they humbled themselves before him. God gives grace to the humble, but resist the proud. And that's what you see here. These brothers have humbled themselves before Jesus and they said, here am I, send me, use me, Lord. And he's, his eyes go to and fro throughout the earth looking for those who will serve him with all their hearts and he strengthens them. And uh, it's just amazing because there's a time where the disciples of Jesus said, who are these guys casting out demons in your name, Jesus? I mean, who are these, who do they think they are? And he said, usually, you know, another time in Matthew 12, 30, he said, he that's not with me is against me. And that's true. If you're not with him, you're not following him, you're against him. But here he said, he that's not against me is with me, meaning they're serving me, right? So uh, that's why I'm saying there's a lot of, there's thousands of churches around that you, you guys have never heard of, we've never heard of, where they truly love and they follow Jesus because they love him. So uh, where it begins is if there's a church in your town that is actually preaching the word of God, loves Jesus, and is seeking him in spirit and truth, not perfect, but they're going for it, you know, become part of that fellowship. Uh, and, and, and strengthen that fellowship and encourage them and love them. However, if you are uh, like, man, I've been searching and I can't find a, a good fellowship, you know, uh, and I just feel all alone, you know, well, uh, we believe, we speak the truth. We call ourselves biblicists, you know, we don't call ourselves Calvinists and, you know, we call ourselves Molinists, we call ourselves biblicists uh, because it's thus saith the scripture, not a lot of philosophy mixed in, you know, you know, which decree came first and everything else. It's thus saith the scripture, thus saith the word of God. And so, you know, if you want to be part of what we're doing uh, and you can't find a fellowship anywhere, uh, God, you, you may be part. I mean, we look at it as this. We're all, we're all in the kingdom of God. We're all, there's, you know, neither Jew nor Greek. There, there's no favoritism. We're just happy to be serving him. And first of all, you must be able to, you must be willing to pick up the trowel and the sword, man. Yeah. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and fight the good fight of yeah. faith. Yeah. And the trowel, man, like Absolutely. Nehemiah, he had the trowel and on the other hand, yeah. and that means you want to build the kingdom of God. You want to build that. up the faith you want to, of, of believers and so forth. And just say, Lord, yeah. use me. And I don't want to say in what capacity he's going to use you because he gives different gifts to different people. And there's different, not only just different gifts, but with those that are the same gifts, there's different administrations of those gifts. 
So I don't want to, you know, you know, at, at all usurp the role of the Holy Spirit to convict you to be what he's called you to be in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say this. If you want to be a leader because you feel like, man, I've got a calling on my life and I, I want people to know the truth and I want them to understand these doctrines. Well, first and foremost, the Bible says, you know, after you become born again and you're Christian, you're growing in faith. And you, if you want to lead, you know, like Paul said to Timothy, watch your life and your doctrine. And in so doing, you'll save yourself and those who hear you. It's First Timothy 1 16. And that's after First Timothy 4 1, which says, uh, you know, uh, that last days some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of demons. And so you want to make sure your life is lived for Jesus and you're surrendered to him. And then, uh, and that your, your doctrine is <laughs> biblical. And then in so doing, uh, and you offer up your body as a living sacrifice to the Lord in light of the first 11 chapters of Romans, you know, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God, everything that came before that, you know, his word, his plan, his salvation, his plan for Israel, 9 through 11 and so forth. And, and, you, and then it says you offer up yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord, not be conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then it says God will reveal to you his perfect will. So... Uh, uh, what I'm saying is that as you surrender the Lord, His perfect will be revealed in your life more and more. And these brothers have discovered that God's called them to leadership so they can help call people out and say, hey, let's live our lives together for Jesus. And I believe we're going to see more and more churches like this in the end times. I was just talking to a really wonderful uh, leader of a, of a home fellowship group, a live stream group we have over Washington. in Washington. Mm -hmm. On the way here, I maybe had a 45-minute hour talk with him on the way to Mexico. And my wife was gracious enough, you know, to try to take a nap when she could, and you know, and a few other people in the in the vehicle. And it was just awesome uh, talking to him because he said, Joe, what I've done, he goes, I've downloaded every message you've ever done from 2007 That's to 2021. Awesome. And now I've downloaded the sermon notes too that go with whatever <laughs> message as long as they've been doing the sermon notes. He goes, because I know there'd be a time. That's when, from the Blessed Hope Texas group over there, rolling Dallas. The sermon notes, <laughs> the yeah. The sermon notes, right. yeah. And this brother is from Washington and has a group in it. I love this brother. He's a neat guy. He's like, because I know there's going to come a time when you guys probably aren't on the internet anymore. They're not on Facebook. I'm not able to access them anymore. And I want to be able to have access to these messages so we can, I can help encourage the sheep, you know. And I'm just one voice, you know, crying in this wilderness of the world we live in, which the church has also become like a wilderness. But he, he's into truth. He's wanting people to know truth. And he has a heart for truth. And he's bearing fruit. So you see with these brothers, including Chad, including Tommy over there, who's in Tommy Paneri, an amazing brother, and others that have gone with us, have come with us. So don't say, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to be this because this is the, these are the terms I'm giving you if you're going to use me. No, you have to surrender and say, Lord, if you want me to change diapers in the nursery, whatever you want me to do, Amen. use me. Amen. And if you humble yourself, right. you know, God gives grace Amen. to the humble, but he resists the proud. Humble yourself in the mighty hand of God, and then he'll exalt you in due time. Amen. And he that's faithful in the Lord will be faithful much. Be faithful in what the Lord's given you and just ministering to the people around you and saying, God, use me and continue to pray and seek him. And then he'll establish mighty works through you. Amen. I don't want to define exactly what they will be because I don't want to put a vision in you that's <laughs> not from the Lord. But I want to let you know he wants to use you. And just Amen. say, God, use me. I told my wife before we got married, when I proposed to her, and I took her up in the mountains, and I sang to her, you know, I love you with the love of the Lord, and I'm not the best singer, you know, and she was like, she endured that, so I said, okay, she can endure tribulation. <laughs> but I told her, I said, hey, if, you know, I want to marry you, but if you want to marry me, you have to be willing to go on the mission field and live in a tent for the rest of our lives, if God calls us to that, and just make you count the cost. Yeah. 
And she was all for it. Whatever he asked for us, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. And let's go forward together, you know. And that's the hearts we need to have, you know. And we had no idea the Lord was going to be doing all the things that we're doing right now. I had no idea I was going to take Chad witnessing, you know, after he said he watched one of our video, my videos and hit his knees and turned to Jesus. And, and that he, he becomes this mighty man of God for Jesus, man. Mary's my, my daughter, you know. So you don't know where the Lord's going to take you. But he'll bring people in to support you as well. Amen. And to praise God because we have a, a solid group that's born a lot of fruit that teaches biblical sound doctrine. Uh, in fact, it's kind of funny. I thought, wow, there's really not a denomination that holds to the positions that we hold, which is kind of interesting because, you know, it's like, but every, but every denomination, there's denominations that hold this doctrine that we hold or that doctrine. Mm -hmm. And what I'm talking about is that we are not Calvinists. We believe Jesus died for everyone and that he truly, truly wills that all will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, you know, yeah. and that you have to abide in his word, as Jesus said in John 15, 6. And if a branch does not abide and remain in him, he's broken off, thrown in the fire and burned. We preach the, the love of Jesus, the fear of God. And we also preach that the gifts are for today and that God continues to work miraculously among believers. But we're very strong about testing everything as the Bible says and holy fast to that which is good because you see this charismania and this false revival through Bethel and everything else where they have false apostles and they're teaching a different future than the book of Revelation teaches. They're talking about taking over the world for Christ, which is a lie, and they're going to actually be, it's going to be part of the Antichrist kingdom in the end. So we look at what the scriptures say prophetically, we look at what the scriptures say about the gifts of the, the Spirit, we look at the fact that the church is going to go through the tribulation, and the church needs to be prepared for that time. So we believe uh, these are the same doctrines that we teach that you'll find in the early church fathers and in the New Testament for the first few centuries of church history before the rise of Catholicism and later Augustinianism and, and Calvinism. And so we preach the whole counsel of God and, uh, and you know, whether you belong to a blessed hope or not, or you become start a blessed hope or not, if you, if you esteem biblical doctrine and you love Jesus and you don't reject certain things he says because, you know, Jesus, sometimes he sifted his followers, he sifted them from the wheat by giving them a hard saying and says many follow him no longer. Well, the Bible's full of hard sayings and we have to stick to Jesus through everything and enter, as it says in Philippians 3, to his sufferings. And if you don't enter into his sufferings, Paul, you know, Paul goes on to say that we might be what? Partakers of his resurrection, you know? Mm -hmm. um, if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. We yeah. just want to encourage you, man. Just serve Jesus and say, use me to your glory. And if you want to establish a Blessed Hope live stream group, get in touch with Chad. You could do it, Chad, I'm going to give it to you and then uh, yeah. you can say a short prayer and then we'll say goodbye as far as if you want to become a Blessed Hope live stream group. It just takes just praying and inviting people. That doesn't mean you're becoming a church necessarily, but it's like you're going to get people into the truth and get excited about it. Yeah, and if you want to check that out, you can just go to blessedhopechapel.org, go to the live stream families and you can actually fill out something there and you got a few options. One of them is I want to start a live stream family. And one of them is simply, hey, I'm looking for one in this area as well. So you don't have to say, I need to establish one. We could have one locally in your area, especially because they keep popping up all over the place. So and if we that, have one locally, you can still start one locally not far away from them. Yeah, that, that too as well. And one of the big things too, if you guys wanted to as well, you can always give through Blessed Hope Chapel. And if you said, hey, I actually, you know, we're recently we're trying to do a little church build uh, in Texas right now. So we're, we have a fundraiser going for that. We're building uh, in February and then hopefully some more in July 
at David's house for that fellowship. We also always, when it comes to Mexico as well, they're always working on projects, could always use the help as well. And so there's always something and all you would have to do is simply put in the notes, hey, that's what we're trying to give for. I'd love to give to Costa Rica. I'd love to give to Mexico. I'd love to give to Texas. I'd love to give to Kentucky, Arizona, um, Alaska, New York, Florida, whatever it may be, if it's in your area. Uh, yeah, maybe Canada. Yeah, maybe South Africa. I mean, I don't know where you're listening to right now. Um, We've got because, a fellowship in Australia. Bless hope there. Yeah. Carnage. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So uh, we're, we're all over the place. And the biggest thing for us is to keep things biblical. And and that's, I, I guess, if we summarized everything that uh, about us as as a ministry here, whether Blessed Hope Chapel, whether Good Fight Ministries, whether in Costa Rica, whether in, in Mexico or otherwise, the fact is we want to make sure that the Bible ultimately is the rule and authority of what we are trying to do uh, and establish anything. Uh, so, guys, we want to we want to pray. We're going to lift up not only the needs here, but also in Costa Rica, and you guys can join with us in prayer. And we want to thank you guys for coming on the live stream. I know maybe this wasn't something you were ready for on the Good Fight live stream. I know this is a lot of times we've done these things on our Blessed Hope Chapel stream, but this is great to have a lot of the Good Fight audience realize that we're about more than just exposing uh, wickedness and also the gospel, but also building up and edifying the body believers. So, join us in prayer before we finish up here. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much, uh, first and foremost, Lord, uh, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die a horrible death uh, for our sins, the things that we committed, uh, placed upon him, Lord. And I pray that there's mm. anyone that watching this that has not yet given their life to you, Lord, that has not yet uh, made you the Lord of their life, Lord, that they've looked to you and recognized you as, mm. uh, Lord, you, you're not only... Uh, the sovereign God, but you are your holy, holy, holy Lord. Yes. And you also dwell with yes. the lowly and contrite and that you want to build them up, Lord. And Crazy you are so that. good. It is just, it, I almost feel embarrassing how good you are because you're better than that. And you're just so awesome. And I yes, thank you Lord. so much, Lord, for David, Lord, and thank what you're you. doing there yes. in Blessed of Costa Rica, Crazy Lord. I pray Lord. that you would use it in a Amen. mighty way and that so Hallelujah, many people Father. in Costa Rica, Lord, Lord, would come Jesus. to know your son, Jesus. Yes, Father God. Lord, they would come to a saving Holy knowledge Lord, of who please, he is, please, Lord. Lord. And we also mm. lift up Pastor Jonathan and his family as yes, well, Lord. Father. That they would just continue the work that you've begun here, Lord. Praise and you, Lord, Lord, that you would continue just saving people here Praise in Ensenada, Lord. And also the, the neighboring areas that they go through and go to, to to share the gospel, whether it's at the Calimax or whether it's at Dumps or wherever it may be, yes, Lord, that people would continue. And also yes, that the church would be fortified and that more people would want to share the gospel, as he's been mentioning, salvation and salvation and baptism, Lord. That would just continue, Lord. Mm-hmm. And also for Blessed Hope Chapel back in Simi Valley, Lord that you would continue, Lord, to build up believers there, build up those pillars in the church, Lord, yes, that will bless, be able to stand against wolves that would come in, whether bless that be in Costa Rica or also in Mexico or also in any of these fellowships, yes, Lord, Lord, that you would uh, mark and avoid false teachers, but Lord, also point us to good, te- sound teaching yes, at all Lord. times, Lord, and yes, that everyone be dedicated to serving you and loving you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. We love you for the time. Yes, Lord, and yeah. thank you for the time we've had uh, with the audience today and for everyone that will watch this. So we love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. 
That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.